The Elks. I'm a fan. I'm in. What's the deal that it wasn't Elk? Elks is good. Elk would have been great. How about that? It's like, as we said yesterday, the Heat, the Jazz, the Mammoth. It's that team name without an S on the end of it. And I'm not being critical. I'm all for the Elks. I think it's cool. I love the logo. I love the scheme. I'm on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It sure as heck is. Happy Friday, everybody. Freedom Friday. As my old radio buddy Barry Davies used to say, happy Freedom Friday. Okay. And uh, we're live coast to coast across North America on Game Plus Television. All 10 provinces and 31 states. Also, YouTube and Facebook. We got Moose DuPont here, the uh, local media star. (laughs) And uh, John Frenzy coming up shortly. He's on the sponsor's couch. Big day for John Frenzy. We'll tell you why in a moment. I hope you're ready to talk some football. I've had all the football people saying that they've been waiting all week to talk ball and uh, get our thoughts. And we got some big, big guests today. Dave Naylor from TSN will be joining us with his take on the latest in the Canadian Football League. We all know that all that matters is Monday's Board of Governors vote, whether the CFL is going to play in 2021 or not, or at the very least kick off on August the 5th. Nails will join us to talk about that and the stadium capacity, which is coming up here in the quick six. Bruce uh, Anderson is an offensive assistant coach with the U of R Rams football program, and he'll be with us today to talk about the upcoming U sports season, the Rams 50-50, and how you can help out. And uh, we're looking forward to talk some university football. Oh, yeah. And James Wilder Jr. of the Edmonton Elks. What was your favorite moment of the James Wilder Jr. Montreal era? <laughs> I know, right? So many to choose from. I just don't he know. He signed there for one year. Yeah. How about that? Never played a game, but he had a fantastic, fantastic sim season. We, you know what? That was it. That was the memory of the sim season. Yes, exactly. By the way, Football Fridays brought to you by Flame Tech. Locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. So I want to say, hey to Denton and his staff up there in Saskatoon. I know they watch pretty much every day, but specifically Fridays, so Flame Tech brings you uh, football Fridays. Now, the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan, if you don't mind. He's wearing a great Saskatchewan Rush shirt today, by the way. A gift from yeah. the Rush. No, he is. He looks, looks sharp, got a haircut, and a yeah. new, new shirt on. Why do you look younger? Yeah. Rush Nation! And by the way, we, we, I, all, I tried moving heaven and earth and couldn't get it done this morning. I really wanted that quick six buzzer this morning yeah. to, to be the slot machine from, wah, 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 from, wah. from no from T-Mobile, the slot machine after when they announced the goal. Oh, yeah. Golden Knights goal. Oh, yeah. They put sugar in my coffee. Oh! I just noticed. Uh-oh. I just... Guess I'm making coffee. Yeah, can you put some more on over there? I got more caliber on. I hate sugar in my coffee. I'm sweet enough. <laughs> Number one, because it is a football Friday today, I've got written down CFL stuff. I'm telling you, I got mostly coaches writing me from all over North America saying, can't wait to get your take on all this. So where do I start? Uh, CFL Players Association announcing yesterday that they have agreed to a memorandum of understanding Memorandum of agreement, whatever, they all mean the same thing, right? That they are agreed to the terms from the owners. Here you go, owners. We're ready to play, which was basically what Solomon Elamimian said and Brian Ramsey, the executive director of the Players Association. I'm paraphrasing, but they said the ball's in your court now. And 
there's that, and then so you know details of that. I'm trying to recall what's been reported and what hasn't been reported versus what I know, and I'm just going to tell you what I know. I don't think anybody said this, but the owners have told the players, I guess, we're going to pay 100% of your salary. So I had people calling me going, what exactly does that mean? I said, hold on, I'm going to call an agent friend of mine. So I did. This was all last night. And he's like, hey, it's kind of wording. They're going to get 100% of what's left after the 20% pay cut, after prorated salaries. The report and pass bonuses will all be paid for those that have them in their contracts. And incentives are a gray area. It all kind of depends on how many games they play. So it's wording. And I'm sorry to tell you, but have you seen? We kind of all stumbled upon this ourselves with our little rock pile when we put our heads together. You know, one guy said to me, this is just shifting blame. It was on the players. The players have shifted it to the owners, and it looks like one big PR battle is the way it's going yeah. to who's going to take the blame for if it doesn't happen. That's just what we all came together with. So that's what I know there. And I'll get to the stadium capacity in a moment, but that's what's new in the last 24 hours. Yeah. No, and I, I think that's, that all makes sense. The incentives being a gray area, I can totally see that now. And, and as you mentioned that, I start thinking about it. And a lot of those incentives are season-based incentives based on an 18-game schedule, right? Passing yards, number of touchdowns. Well, those incentives will be extremely hard to hit if you're only playing half a season, right? Yeah. So do they prorate the incentives, That was right? the question. <laughs> 30, 30 touchdowns now becomes 15 touchdowns or blah, 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 blah. So I get that as a gray area. The 100% of salaries, I get it. You don't get paid a full, full season salary if you don't play every game, right? It's a per-game salary based on that number. I understand that. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's completely, you're right, it's a PR battle. It's a PR battle, and, and the PA, you know, puts it in the owner's court now. And uh, so if, it, if they don't play, if they decide to not play on August 5th, it'll be on the owners, not on the players. And it absolutely will be. Yeah. But I put it in my commentary this morning, which airs on Cat Country 98 FM and Rock 98.5 FM, that some of these coaches didn't think the players would agree to the cuts. Forget about the 100% salary because it's not. All those concessions we discussed, they didn't think the players would agree to them. And I said, of course they're going to agree to them. There's absolutely, they just want to play. They play for nothing. I'm surprised you guys don't know that as coaches. And some of them said to me, they tell you things they won't tell us. And that makes sense because that's always been the case since I left the league and when I was in the league. So it didn't surprise me. I see people saying massive hurdle cleared because the players have agreed to the concessions i'm like that was never a hurdle in my four hurdles that wasn't one okay yeah one of them was stadium attendance and capacity for seating which naylor reported was 35 percent and then he that's the minimum they're gonna need to play i guess but then he doubled down and said but they could play with less and it's just getting a little too confusing for me Ten thousand is the magic number that I've been reporting for weeks is what they need and then you see farhan saying to naylor well, they're not going to know if they're going to get 35% before Monday's vote. See how confusing it's getting. Oh, yeah. So on the attendance thing, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, you know, 35% seems accurate, but that's nothing different than what you've been saying for the last number of months. You, you've worded it differently. You said 10,000, but my quick math, and I'm not using a calculator here, 10,000 is 35% in most stadiums. I mean, barring what Vancouver and Edmonton, which are bigger seating capacities, 35,000 is more than 10,000. And places like Toronto, I think it's a little less. I don't know what capacity is out of BMO, but 
here in Saskatchewan, in Winnipeg, it's around 10,000. I've seen projections that come Monday's vote, potentially the only team that will vote knows the Toronto Argonauts, and will that no vote by one team be enough to keep them off the field? That's what we'll find out come Monday, or do they kick the can down the road? But you people that love CFL football, you are really buying into what you're hearing. So positive. They, hear, they cleared this major hurdle. I think it's reflected in our daily poll question today, the results for Capital Automall University Collision Center. Will the CFL Board of Governors vote to play on Monday? 86% on Twitter saying yes, they will. What are they saying on Facebook, Clark? 81%. Same thing. So optimism abounds. And by the way, when I talked to that agent last night and a few of the coaches, they all said, Rod, you obviously want the league to play. You want us to play this year because how great it is for your show. It's the only daytime show talking CFL football in this country. Yes, we want them to play. But I'm giving you a little bit of a look behind the curtain of what everybody's talking about. That's all. And as I said to the agent, I said, yes, I want everybody to play but I don't like people getting snowed. And I hope you appreciate that. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. The warm-up, by the way, is brought to you by Ecole Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. Right after coffee. <laughs> My Blades mug. It's nice. Uh, point two, Vegas Golden Knights uh, beating Colorado 6-3 last night in game six. I was bitterly disappointed with that result because I had him winning 5-3. I was going to say. Pa-dum-bum. Yeah. Where's... Go back and check my texts to my brother, Pinkney, my buddy, Tim Keeley. I said 5-3 to all of them. I didn't want him to score that sixth goal. <laughs> so uh, Vegas goes on to play Montreal. But what, an, what a great game. Um, amazing. I mean, that... There's been so much really good hockey in these playoffs, right? I mean, it's been so much fun to watch. And that game last night, I mean, it had everything you want. I mean, Vegas played a heavy game, physically. Ran them out of the ring. They literally did. You know, but Colorado played good. They controlled most of the game in terms of the play, Colorado. But Marc-Andre Fleury lets in one early. Vegas gets it right back. Quick lead changes. Lots of drama. It's never felt like it was over. Um, That was incredible. Incredible stuff last night. And Vegas moves on because of it. By the way, what does the team think about you calling them Canada's team? (laughs) I've kind of been wondering that because you're so close with the franchise. What do you think they think about it? (laughs) I would they think love they it. love it. Yeah, okay, good. They absolutely love it. <laughs> Check our Twitter feed. We got people all across Canada sending us selfies and, and Golden Knights merchandise and hats. What do you mean? It's flying <laughs> off the shelves. Good. Of course they love it. They think it's hilarious. And it just happened. I thought that's why they made the third jerseys red. <laughs> Put a Canadian patch on it. Yeah. On the arm. Exactly. Well, did you see what Troy did with their little thing? They made it a Canadian flag. Yes. That looks cool. Absolutely. Uh, so, point three. This came onto my radar by people. A hockey coach texted me last night from Alberta, and he said that that reporter in Denver, I can't say what he thought should happen to the reporter in Denver with what he said to Nathan McKinnon after the game last night. Did you see it? Ooh. Folks, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the news conferences of the losing team. Come on. 
So I guess it was like two minutes into the news conference, the reporter said to McKinnon, if I can paraphrase, the guy couldn't even get his question out. That's how much of a dimwit this guy is. But he basically said, is there any chance that you uh, are overanalyzing things, right, going into a season and you need to just say F it? But he didn't say F it. He said the whole word and just go out and play. And McKinnon just looked at him. Was a long question about video games. Are you guys? You guys are so good. You're like a video game. We said you're a gamer. You're like a game. You're a gamer. Yeah, and blah 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 blah. Do you ever just say f that and yeah, go out and just so win? Dean Blundell, who the Toronto viewers would know, longtime radio guy out there, he tweeted this guy's name and tagged him in it, and then he deleted the tweet. I went back to try and find it. I don't know what the Denver reporter's name is. I don't think after today he should be a Denver reporter anymore. You drop an. Do you know it wasn't Adrian Dater, was it? It was Adrian. It was Adrian. How do you drop an f bomb? Well, he works for himself. Oh no! It was just an awkward question. Like I don't. When we talk about like he should lose his job, you know, and I I never really advocate for that. It wasn't that he asked a dumb question like that really pissed the guy off. It was, just a, it was just really awkward and weird and made the whole thing uncomfortable. He didn't even know what the question really was. <laughs> right? Listen, we're headed to an Armageddon with the media and the players and coaches. We're coming to an Armageddon. Do you not sense it? Mm-hmm. The Naomi Osaka thing and now this. Guys and girls in the media. Spend more than two seconds thinking about what your questions are. And I'm sorry, because Adrian's come on this show twice, and I think he's a great guy. But if I can paraphrase it, how hard is it to say? Are you overanalyzing things too much? Do you need to just go out and play? Why do you need to throw in a effort? Why would you do that? So anyway, he's not going to get fired because he works for himself, as far as I know, right? I think he does. So and he does a great job. And by the way, with these people texting me, complaining about the media, why are you coming to me? I'm not the head of the union. The rest of the media doesn't (laughs) even like me. Shall we move on? Point four, Russell Wilson says he didn't ask for a trade. So I'm sitting there going, where did all this come from? Was it just somebody, was it like Lancaster used to say about here in Regina? You remember this, Lynch? He said, if they haven't heard a rumor by noon, they make one up. And maybe that's what it was in Seattle. Did you ever hear that one? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, Got to have something to talk about. Maybe it's just he's unhappy. And maybe, you know, this is what we do, though, in headlines to try and get clicks and to try and generate buzz when there is no buzz. You know, he's unhappy. And somebody might have asked that. Again, I'm completely making this up. But somebody might have asked Russell West or Russell Wilson. Would you ever play for somebody else? And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, I would. I'd play somewhere right. else, you know? Right. Russell, Wilsbrook would, Russell Wilson would play somewhere else. He would play for, you know, he's asked for a trade, right? Or, you know, you start taking one thing and it leads to another and it leads to another and you're playing the telephone game and all of a sudden him saying, yeah, I would, turns into he's asked for a trade. So if Russell Wilson came out and said this, you know, it's him trying to make sure that the fan base is, is good and that they know where he's coming from. Why didn't he from. say it at the time? Leverage. No. Leverage. Ah. Why can't people? I don't have to. I don't like. It's me being Jason Sudeikis. I'm not going to tell you I am. I'm not going to tell you I'm not. <laughs> See where it gets me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's Good a, point. Same Good point. deal. 
Uh, James watching in Borden, Manitoba says, I hate to say it, but go Vegas. Well, there's nothing to hate about that. They're Canada's team. Come on, get on board. Uh, Blue Jays at Boston tonight. The Jays opened six and a half uh, behind the division leaders. They lost in Chicago last night, by the way. So it's a midweek series that they lost. And uh, NBA tonight uh, playoffs, 76ers at Hawks and uh, the Suns at the Nuggets. No hockey tonight, so we'll be watching the association. Cool? Cool. We covered a lot of ground here in the warm-up for Equal Electric, and uh, Dave Naylor will join us next. Moose, I'll see you later in the program. Yeah, that sounds good. And one thought on Adrian Dater. Yeah. Last one. I've been there. Dropped an F-bomb on the air. Yeah, here. We get over it, okay? <laughs> I've overcome. You can, too. All right. I didn't even... Let's see what we're learning today. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network. We're live on YouTube and Facebook daily and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.